The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Life is a highway. Big wheels keep on turning. Day is a winding Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our inaugural summer road tour powered by Echo and their amazing lineup of products online at echo-usa.com. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. All right, guys, continuing to broadcast from the Fullerton Unfiltered Studios on the Summer Road Tour, powered by Echo. I'm Paul Jamison, up from Atlanta and Michigan, here with Brandon from Shores Landscape. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to have you on, man. You ever been on a podcast before? Uh, no, this is uh, this is a first for me, so it's kind of an awesome opportunity to be a part of. So, Yeah, how'd you know Brian Fullerton? Uh, you know, I started watching his YouTube videos last year when you know business started picking up. I was trying to, you know fine tune some things and figure out, you know, a better way of, you know, improving the day-to-day operations and making things sharper. So I, I started watching a lot of his older stuff and looking at, uh, you know, his blade sharpener one was a really good one for me. It changed mm-hmm. the game for me. Put, put the mic like this, just so you're talking right yeah. into it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, so that was nice. Um, having, you know, those kind of videos available to me, uh-huh. um, it really helped kind of fine-tune some of the, the little things in the business. Yeah, so Shores Landscaping, are you by a lake or something, or where where'd this come from? Right, so we're based out of uh, St. Clair Shores, um, which is over here on the east side of Macomb County. Um, so we service a lot of uh, Macomb County um, and parts of, uh, you know, southeast Oakland County area. What machine is that? Oh, gosh, a uh, skid steer. We- <laughs> Y'all, I come to Michigan one time a year to do this podcast episode. This is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, construction season, man. Everything's going on around here and right now. And now they're, they're doing asphalt um, right behind us. Got us. I don't know what they're doing over there. They're doing asphalt early. It looks like they're doing something else. Well, if that's too loud, we'll adjust it. I apologize, guys. What's the timing of that, man? <laughs> it's, you know, two seasons in Michigan. You got winter and construction. So there's always something going <laughs> winter on here. And construction. Yeah. So Shores Landscaping, tell us a story, man. When did you get started and uh, where are you at today? When I was in the military, I, I did two deployments. I came back and we went through a post-deployment health assessment. And I had had, you know, some time in the military and spent a few deployments overseas. And they basically sent me on my way with a severance, you know, severance package, kind of sent me out the door. Uh, so from there, it was kind of one of those, what am I going to do next? I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my GI bill. I'll go to college, get my bachelor's degree. 
I uh, started looking into, you know, science and I was in a biology major. Um, <clears throat> but then coming out of coming out of college, there really wasn't too much in that industry here where, you know, what I wanted to do exactly. So I kind of, you know, I'm a dad. So I had two kids, um, you know, single dad too. I'd recently divorced at that time. And I was looking at, I got to make money, right? I got to provide. Um, so I took whatever job I could in sales for a while, which taught me, you know, some things along the way. Um, but then in 2018, there was some changes with my son and school. So I needed to have that more, more availability. Um, and I, at the time I was working for, you know, a major cell phone company as a salesperson in store. Uh, it, the shifts were changing constantly and there wasn't that availability for me to just up and leave. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I, I just bought a truck. Um, I have a little bit of experience you know, going back to high school when I was, you know, cutting lawns at 14 years old, cutting that grass, <laughs> making that cash. Yeah. So from there it was like, okay, well I could, I could, I could start that. I've got a truck. I'll get a little trailer. You know, I started with a push mower, <laughs> um, you know, for a couple of weeks I was doing it part time on the weekends to make that extra money while I was still working, uh, for the cell phone company I was at. And it got to a point where I was actually booking a lot more customers than I thought I could. Um, and you know, in my fresh start to the business. Brian just walked out here. I'm like, you just keep them flowing, man. I didn't know you guys were going you just keep them flowing. Every time I, I get done with a podcast, someone shows up. He's like, I'm here for the podcast. I'm like, Take it away. Who else you got coming up next? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I opened the garage because it was so hot. And then these jokers in the skid steer pull up. The guy with the weed eater. I'm like, what's the odds, dude? Sorry, brother. It's hey, all right. It happens. This is your show. This is your show. <laughs> there we go. Fly by the uh, seat of our pants. Yeah. Thanks again. That's Brian Fullerton. We're in his garage. He's, he's a huge champion. He's got to upload his YouTube video by three. So he's hustling. <laughs> um, yeah. So I needed that flexibility. I was still working, you know, full-time there throughout the week. So I was, you know, if I, if I was going for the morning shift, I would get off work, I would go cut two, three lawns Mm -hmm. and then go home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, if I was working the late shift, I'd cut two lawns, go home, shower, and then go into work. And it got to a point where I was like, I can't take any more customers in my own business on. And this is, uh, May of 2018. So we're kind of getting later into the season where, you know, calls are going to start to slow down because everybody's Mm -hmm. settling in where they're at. So I had to make that decision. Okay. Do I, do I stay part-time for a year, figure this out? Uh, Do I go full-time and make that leap? Um, you know, Did my, you have a reservoir from the severance and the Marines? Did you have money or was it getting pretty tight at this point? Well, the way that worked, they didn't really give me like a, a, a upfront severance. I, I actually have a claim through like the VA, so I'm mm-hmm. disabled through the VA. So I do get a monthly allowance, which is nice. It kind of, you know, it covers some bills and mm-hmm. then I just got to figure out a way to cover the rest and have money to, you know, spe- spoil my kids, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, um, and you know that so that that definitely helped out in that time frame and then i you know i I started talking to my dad who had owned a business a lawn care business back in you know when i was a toddler Mm -hmm. um and he was kind of like you know it's why don't you do a year or two part-time just kind of you know didn't really want me to jump ship i was like but yeah but look i think you know i've got 12 customers you know 15 customers now I'm still getting phone calls and it was like, I felt like I was saying no more Mm -hmm. than I was saying yes to new customers. Um, 
And I think it was late May, early June. I was like, you know what? I'm still, my phone is still blown up. I was like, I'm going to do this. Right. And I booked probably 35, 40 customers that first year cutting by myself, you know, so I was only doing maybe eight to 10 a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, okay, I could see there's, there's good money in this, you know, 10 of them at, you know, at the time, I think my minimum, I was doing things was like 25. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, $250 a day, five days a week. That's more than I'm making, you know, at my current job. I think I can sustain that. And I think the first year I ended up making, I don't know, roughly 35, 40,000 in revenue. It wasn't anything crazy, but it was, I came into the game late. I was, uh, you know, had to buy all that equipment Mm -hmm. that I, that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. So there's that upfront investment too. So the first year I was like, okay. That was 2018? Yeah, 2018. Um, And that first year was, was fun because I, I I realized how much I actually like working by myself outside, just and enjoying the peace and quiet, you know, I'd pop in headphones get on the mower and go to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really cool. Then going into the winter, I was a little nervous cause you know, it's hit or miss with mm-hmm. snow. You can't rely on it. Um, so I think I picked up a part-time job that winter and was plowing snow to, you know, to make ends meet. It was, it was pretty thin that first year. Um, and at the same time though, my, uh, my uncle, um, who works for a, a much larger company, uh, you know, they have like six crews or seven crews. They were cutting like six or 700 lawns. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey, we don't really want to grow our business so much anymore, but we kind of want to look at subcontracting. Do you guys, you know, do you have openings or, you know, could you benefit from this? And I was like, Oh, absolutely. You know, to help me fill the cracks on, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, where I'm at. Um, and it definitely helped the route density to Mm -hmm. some extent because they were have a house that was, you know, two blocks away from one of my houses. I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that happened going into that winter. So that following spring in 2019, uh, we had a really great year. Um, I got about 100 accounts, I think, from them. Mm-hmm. And I had about 40, 45 going into that second year for my, for my own. You know, so I'm out there. I've got 145 lawns to cut a week. Uh, I ended up going out and hiring in you know, my first year. I was, you know, running with my second year, sorry, my second year I was running with, uh, with three guys and myself. Right. So I still want run one of the crews and I have another crew. Um, so the growth was so quick in the beginning. It was kind of a scramble. I mm-hmm. think last year, you know, I, I think the revenue last year, I was like 140. Um, but you know, expenses and everything. I just, I was trying to keep up and I wasn't really keeping up on the books mm-hmm. as much as I probably should have. Uh, so real it, quick plug for Gulf coast bookkeeping. These are my bookkeepers guys, Megan and Joey Coberly. Uh, they will, once you hit a hundred thousand dollars, you got to get a bookkeeper like immediately, immediately so that, you know, your numbers, you know, if you're profitable or not, what area you need to adjust. These guys are sharp. And so get a bookkeeper, Marty, hopefully you'll remember to put that link in today's show notes. I really appreciate that. Just so you guys can go over there, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, and uh, give them a call. Tell them Paul sent you from the Green Industry Podcast. They'll get you a good deal. And uh, get set up with those guys so you can know your numbers. They'll help you. And then, I mean, obviously, you got to be diligent to take the information 
that they present and make the appropriate adjustments. But you definitely uh, want to have a bookkeeper. So 140,000 with no bookkeepers in emergency, get a bookkeeper guys. Right. Right. And then, and I think that was around the same time last year I started using Yardbook cause I saw Brian, mm-hmm. you know, I'd plugged it on one of his YouTube videos and it's like, okay, I've, I've heard of it. You know, a buddy of mine, I think was using it. Um, the people that I subcontract with are using service autopilot. Um, so it's kind of, I, I had that where I was like, well, I looked at both mm-hmm. and eventually I, I think I, I settled on Yardbook that year and I, but I wasn't really using all of its features. I was literally mm-hmm. just using like the invoicing and keeping track of customer information. Um, this year I really doubled down on it. Um, we went to card on file this year, which was, Amen. oh my God, it's a Another plug. Lifesaver. If you guys don't have a card on file, <laughs> immediately. Yes. Yesterday, get a card on file. Man, that was a game changer for me. I Thankfully, I did it a long time ago, but you definitely want the card on file. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Last year, we, I think I started, I think I started it last year, but I, I wasn't, I didn't have everybody, you know, it's like some of my old customers were like, oh, I don't know, you know, you've been doing it this way. Um, so it took, there was that transition period and getting everybody, you know, you know, on board with the card on file system, but it's great because now, you know, when you're, when you got three guys and you're trying to pay labor every week, you want to make sure you, that money's there. Right. So I actually, I bill weekly. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I cut your lawn on Monday, Monday night, I'm, I'm going home, I'm charging your card and I'm sending that, that file out, you know, that, or that receipt out to mm-hmm. you. Um, so it, it's got that constant flow of revenue, which is nice because, like you said, you got expenses throughout the week and you don't want to have to hold off. Um, you know, if you know, you're for some reason your, your, your trimmer goes down, right. And you got to fix your carburetor, this or that, or, you know, week to week, you're not worried about making sure, you know, labor's covered. So it's nice to have that system where it's just consistent money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that was a really big game changer for this year. Um, I think we grew another, I got another 15, maybe 20 accounts of my own. Mm-hmm. So right now we're, we're managing 160, um, in the spring that was brutal. <laughs> you know, the growth is a little bit, um, a little bit more in that time of year. So, mm-hmm. you know, your, your days are, you know, you're working till six, seven there. I think we were working six thirty seven. There were sometimes we were working Saturdays, yeah. but I love now that, you know, summer, um, that 160 accounts is like, okay, we're still home. What's your team doing today? Uh, well, we actually, um, I, I messaged all, messaged all my customers earlier, uh, in the week and I talked to the, uh, you know, the people, the subcontract, they sent out their warnings. I said, look, I've got somewhere to be Friday. We're going to work ahead starting Wednesday. So like my Monday route was normal. My Tuesday route, when we finished that up, we jumped right into Wednesday and we just, we were able to get everything done by Thursday. So it was nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it was an opportunity to be here to do this, you know, and for my guys, it was a three day weekend, which is nice when you can have something like that, especially mid year like this, when it's hot, beautiful weather out there too. Right. Absolutely. Give them time to enjoy some downtime and you know, they're not out in the sun baking, cutting grass all day. Yeah. So So what's been your biggest mistake in your uh, lawn care business and what'd you learn from that? You are tuned in to the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to take a quick time out to tell you about Echo Hedge Trimmers. 
Echo, of course, is our partner for the road tour. Now, these trimmers have cutting blades for the heaviest of applications. The report back that we hear is that people are loving the vibration-reducing engine mounts. And, of course, they just give you the features that you need to stay a cut above the rest. If you'd like to do the deep dive for yourself, visit echo-usa.com and make sure to take advantage of that store location tool right there. Look for that link in the upper right-hand corner to find the dealer nearest you. Paul and more of the Green Industry Podcast coming right back. The HardscapeAcademy.com is your resource for hardscape training for retaining walls and paver installation projects. If you want to learn how to professionally install hardscape projects such as paver patios and retaining walls, visit TheHardscapeAcademy.com for training videos and free installation videos. It's another day in the life of the Jamesons, maybe a family a little bit like yours. Except it's not really just another day. Today's the day I'm taking my family surfing around the world on the internet. It's cool. Dad's finally installed the internet on our home computer. Now I can surf the net anytime I want. Okay, quick question. The internet, that's the one with email, right? Yes. Got it? I'm on it. Get in touch with Paul. Comment on the show. Suggest topics. Ask questions. Speak your mind. Green Industry Podcast at gmail.com. So what's been your biggest mistake in your uh, lawn care business and what'd you learn from that? I think in the beginning, I, I kind of jumped in, like I said, that, that, that with my, with my son needing that uh, flexibility in my schedule to help take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just jumped right in. Like mm-hmm. I, and I think maybe that's why my dad was like, Hey, just do part time for a year, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so not that, that, introductory kind of research. I'm like, I don't normally just jump into something, right? I like to look into it and know mm-hmm. what I'm getting myself into. Um, so I think, you know, that, that shortened time frame for me getting into doing this was, you know, I, I didn't research and do enough. And I think that's why it was great to find Brian's videos, you know, a couple, couple months into the season, I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel like I'm being very profitable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, their thing, you know, so just being able to fi- have that kind of as things were unfolding was nice because it was like, okay, if I watch, you know, I go home for 30, 40 minutes at night and watch a couple of Brian's videos, maybe I'll pick up a thing or two, you know, it'll help me along the way. Mm-hmm. But I think that was my, probably my biggest mistake or downfall was not, not taking my time getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you regret the rush rushing into it. You wish you would have been a little more methodical or educated or prepared. Right. And I, and I think that was kind of, I guess, a victim of the, the circumstance and the timing of things that it was like, well, I need to make this jump. Right. Yeah. Um, and for me at the end of the day, that's what's important, right. Is that I can provide for my two kids, you right. know, and my family's is well off. Yeah. Um, and that typically for me means more calculated risk. This was kind of like, I just jumped in. I was like, let's do this. Yeah. I say all the time, Brandon, to get the boat close to the dock, you know, for guys out there to listening, maybe you are in that job. You're like, man, I don't really want to be doing this job too much longer. I want to start my own lawn care landscaping business, but four out of five small businesses fail, not in landscaping, but just in general in the first five years and landscaping, I think it's probably even worse than that. Most guys fail because they don't know their numbers. They don't know what they're doing and it doesn't work out. And so I always say, learn, educate yourself. And then once you 
you know, kind of have a, a foundation in front of you, you know, and the boat's close to the dock, then make that leap. But as somebody who has a similar story to you, I, I jumped in and uh, that first year, I literally would have made more money working at McDonald's, just 40 hours a week with whatever it is, 15, I don't even know what McDonald's pays, 15 bucks an hour, whatever. It would have been better than what I was making because I wasn't making money. By the time I did all my jumping through hoops and expenses and that first year was a disaster in my business. Now I learned a lot from it and second year is better, third year is better, 10th year was, you know, Right. And I, I have a very similar, you know, first year situation to that. Cause when I did my tax at the end of the year, I was like, okay, I brought in $40,000, like, you know, top line revenue, revenue part time, right. Yeah. Revenue part time transitioning to full time. I think we actually made that full transition in June. I was, was when I first really, mm-hmm. so I was kind of late to the season. Right. Right. Um, and when I did my taxes at the end of the year, I'm like, man, I, I, I operated at a loss. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't make money after expenses. Um, but then, you know, I, I, for a minute I got discouraged by that, but I, then I looked at it, I was like, well, you know, I, I bought a $4,000 mower, a $1,200 trailer. I had to, you know, all of that for the most part was cash that I, as I was right, right, right. Um, and and one thing you said earlier that was uh, maybe a red flag or, you know, something for young, you know, younger business owners to take into account. You said, well, I was making $250 on Monday, 250 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, compared to the sales job. But that's comparing top line revenue in the business to profit. If you work, you know, a sale, well, you probably get commission, but if you're making $15 an hour, that's profit. Like you're in the sense, like that's steady. You know, you're going to get that. But in business, if if we only do two hundred fifty dollars revenue in a day, you know we may have blown a f- tire, or you know anything could have happened to where even though we had two fifty come in, that wasn't necessarily two fifty with all the overhead expenses. And you know I, I tell guys you want to shoot for a thousand a day. That's our you know in Atlanta market at least. That's pretty much everyone I talk to is like you got to be a thousand a day. Like that's everyone's goal. Like I want to hit a thousand a day revenue. Or some guys are like eight hundred. But you know what I mean. Right. And I think, yeah, so I, the first year, the 250 for for some, you know, if you're running a crew, I, you know, 500 or more is how I've always looked at it. Because you, mm-hmm. you think about, you know, that first year it was just me. So I was like, okay, 250. And, you know, and I'm still. Oh, we all did it. We all, I did the same I, thing. And I'm still learning. Like, it took me until my second year to realize that adjusted gross is what's really what, what counts, right? That's your, that's your profit, more or less, at the mm-hmm. end of the day when you file your taxes. So. Um, that second year, I think I had, I, we had started with one employee. I had to hire a second and then eventually a third. Um, and during that is when we were like, we, so we got to about 500 or 600 a day and I'm like, okay, this is now I can see, you know, I'm learning, learning and things are, are getting better every year. And like this year, I think we're getting pretty close to that thousand dollar number. We're at, I think we're at about seven, between seven fifty and 800, depending on the week, you know, mm-hmm. um, right now it's hot. So I think it's probably closer to that seven fifty. where I have a few per day revenue. Right. Yeah. And, and don't guys listening, don't make that. Like, oh, I got to do a thousand dollars a day. Cause Paul said, so know your numbers, know your market. No, do you have two employees? Do you have no employee? I mean, it's, there's so many different variables. I'm just saying just kind of my friend circle. It's like, if we don't, if you don't make a thousand dollars a day, you might as well stay home. Like kind of mentality. Like that's a, that's like a little benchmark. Now, if you have 
seven employees, you're going to be bankrupt. <laughs> like you got to have way more than a thousand dollar revenue a day. So it's different. I know guys, uh, I interviewed a guy on the show once that, uh, you know, they're four to 6,000 a day that they got to make it just to yeah. stay afloat. Like, wow. or that's what they do. But like, that's, you know, that's their goal. And they're not a one man. They got Right, but yeah, exactly. You go back to the how many employees do you have? What's your overhead costs on yeah. running that? But so just you said something that I used to have that wrong mentality. You, well, two fifty a day. You can't compare that to a job because that's not that's not calculating all the expenses. Well, we got we got a uh, skid steer about ten feet from the studio, so we better we better end this thing before uh, Marty. Marty's my producer back in Atlanta. Yells at me. How can people connect with you on the internet, Brandon? Uh, yeah, so we're on Instagram and Facebook, uh, just Shores Landscaping LLC. Um, I've started a YouTube channel, but don't even watch. Don't don't worry about watching that video. <laughs> Great plug. Yeah. Great plug. We're, that's just a start. You know, this is, you know, I guess I feel like I'm kind of growing with you guys, too, seeing all this, like with Brian and in mm-hmm. your podcast, a lot of times, you know, episodes. Well, we come normally up don't have, uh, we normally don't have a skid steer right outside literally right guys right there like like he knew i was coming <laughs> literally oh my right God. so the, the, the timing sometimes <laughs> is great like so with the with some of these podcasts like I, I think i was talking to brian the other day we were talking about you know help and you know hiring mm-hmm. the process and all that and then just the other day there was another podcast and i can't remember which one it was but it it just kind of resonated at that moment with what was going on so i feel like you know, I'm. That's the one thing is constantly learning and growing. I think is important in this industry because for me, I I don't feel like like this is an honor just to be here. Like I don't feel like I'm at this level yet. Um, but for me, it's 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 pretty cool because now I'm engaging and thinking more and more about what direction I'm going year to year. Every you know, and I'm constantly mm-hmm. evaluating how I can do better and how I can grow this better. You know a healthier grow, right? Not mm. just growth, just to grow. Right. Cause you um, can grow and implode. You want to, you want to grow. Like you said, you want your family to be well off. You you, you want to grow so that you can buy your son, whatever, you know, right. or, or take them on vacation or, you know, that there's, there's profit, uh, there's prosperity, not poverty. Right. You know? And my, my son sees it too. Cause he's seen the growth. Cause you know, in the beginning, you know, he was, there was days where he would ride in the back of the truck with me. I'd auto start. How the old truck. is he? Uh, my oldest is 12 and my youngest is nine. Okay. Um, and it's funny cause now they see that things are growing, things are going in the right direction and they're, and, and we're, we're making the right changes to, to be more profitable. But it's funny cause he swears like, Oh dad, you said, you know, you make a lot of money now. I see, I see I'm like, he's picks up my receipt or something yeah. from the bank. And I'm like, look, just cause there's a comma in there now, doesn't, you know, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, at the end of the day, I still have expenses, right? Yeah. That's the biggest, biggest thing. That, and I, and I think a few podcasts, you guys have hit on that now where it's like, you know, you, you can make 10 million, right. But if you're expenses 10 million are, you know, and spend 10 million. And I think for me, that's like, okay. And I'm starting to get that. Now, yeah, I think last year I st- I really started looking more into it, and I think I'm kind of f- focusing more in on that this year. 
mm-hmm. because we haven't grown too much with everything that everything that's been going on. Right. You know, in got Michigan. A, right. It's <laughs> business is booming in Atlanta, my friend. Yeah. Thank God. It's uh, and, it, and it's booming here too, to some extent. It's just, I've, you know, I had a lot in the beginning. We, we dropped a lot of customers cause they're like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. I I'm like, all right, cool. And then, you know, we got that influx of customers three, four weeks later that after they've push mode their yard for three weeks. They're like, no, yeah, this isn't for me. Um, so that growth is, is getting there. Um, and I think it's just, it's been an interesting year and I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, how, how much better it goes the rest of this year and going into next year. It's, constantly evolving and I, I love it it's awesome well thanks brandon for taking uh, a sacrifice earlier in the week so you could take the day off to join the green industry podcast and i uh, another plug for gulf coast bookkeeping guys because i i don't want to hear the same story where you know you're making almost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year make sure you get a bookkeeper go go sign up with G- megan and joey today go to gulf coast uh we'll put the website in the description and just tell them paul sent you green industry podcast and uh, get signed up with them or if you got another bookkeeper i mean in your town if there's somebody reputable you, you know use whoever you want i'm just telling you that's who i personally use know and trust but if you got you know your neighbor's a great bookkeeper or whatever whoever just get one because we you want to know yeah, top line revenue. You want to know how much you spent in this category, what your net profit is, what all these numbers are saying, and uh, really analyze that. And so I uh, highly, 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 highly recommend a bookkeeper if you're at $100,000 revenue or more, or if you aspire to be, you know, get everything operated at the right right way with uh, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Brandon, thank you for your time. Here's a gift. What color do you like? Pick a bag. We'll pick you this one. So you can open that at home or later on today. Uh, compliments of our friends at Echo. So thanks again to them for sponsoring the Summer Road Tour. Awesome. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Give a little quarantine fist pump there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Back to Marty and ATL. <laughs> Dang COVID. Hearing Brandon's story and uh, all of these wonderful interviews, I think it's one of the things that makes this show so compelling. I believe we can all see ourselves in different aspects of what's being shared. Who do you know? Take a moment, think, who do I know that would really benefit from hearing today's episode or maybe one of our other shows? If you would, take a moment, share the podcast, and of course, visit Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review, and even a few sentences about why you like the Green Industry Podcast. And before we uh, bounce out of here, I do want to share a five-star review that came in from Trent. Uh, He titled it, Class is in Session. I can't say enough about the wealth of knowledge that Paul and his guests bring to the airwaves. This content is helping propel myself and our company to the next level of growth with purpose to make a larger impact and bless more people along the way. I never thought, oh, I like this. I never thought I would be laughing and crying listening to a lawn care podcast. Well done, Paul and the team. Thank you, Trent. Drop your five-star review today, and we'll be sharing it in a future episode of the Green Industry Podcast. You've been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Thanks again to Echo for powering our first annual summer road tour. Check out Echo's product line at echo-usa.com. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on.